Illegal aliens are being processed over Zoom? It's December 6, 2023, and these are your headlines. As the Biden administration's border crisis continues and law enforcement is stretched thin, U.S. Customs and Border Protection has resorted to virtually processing illegal aliens. What does that mean? Well, former Border Patrol Chief Ronnie Scott told NTD News that virtual processing is like a Zoom call or a Skype call. It's basically leveraging CBP Border Patrol personnel from around the whole country to help process people and get them through the system. Scott explained that the illegal aliens sits in front of a camera and an agent in another part of the country takes their biographical and biometric information. However, Scott highlighted that Zoom calls aren't the best for actually picking up on body language and everything else. Of course, we've seen lots of stories about overwhelmed Border Patrol stations, including here in Texas, Eagle Pass, for example, who suspended vehicle processing last week in order to allow more agents to process illegal aliens. Similarly, vehicle processing in Lukeville, Arizona was reduced last week. Now, Eagle Pass is located in the Del Rio sector of the southwest border. During fiscal year 2023, which ended in September, the sector saw 393,226 encounters. That's 14 times the population of Eagle Pass. Meanwhile, only one month into fiscal year 2024, the sector has already seen over 38,000 encounters. So what is Texas doing about it? Well, the legislature has attempted to curtail illegal entry into the state with a new measure passed during this fourth special session that creates a criminal offense for illegal entry. However, while the measure awaits the governor's final approval, we expect that to come any minute or any day now, the American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU, has already promised to sue the state over the measure, meaning it could be tied up in litigation for years, potentially, before it's actually implemented. Justice for a campaign crime? Dallas police officer and freshman Republican state representative Frederick Frazier from McKinney is facing calls from constituents to resign his seat in the Texas legislature after he accepted plea deals in two criminal cases tied to his 2022 primary campaign for House District 61. So, yesterday, Frederick Frazier finally appeared in a Collin County courtroom and pleaded guilty to one count of criminal mischief, a Class C misdemeanor, for vandalizing campaign signs of his primary opponent, Paul Chabot. Frazier was fined the maximum, which is $500. But that's not all. Representative Frazier also pleaded no contest to two counts of attempted impersonation of a public servant, which is a Class A misdemeanor, for claiming to be a code compliance officer during incidents involving Chabot's signs. He received one year of deferred adjudication probation and was, and was fined the maximum $4,000 for each charge. What exactly did he do? Well, the allegation was that he went to a Walmart pretended to be a code compliance officer and say that, hey, you need to remove that sign. The sign was, of course, for his opponent. Now, his attorney asked the court to reduce the fines due to Frazier's financial situation, which is interesting, but the judge stayed with the agreed-to terms of the plea deals. The financial situation could be serious. After all, he has been on administrative leave 
from the Dallas Police Department since he was indicted on the felony charges all the way back in June of last year, so over a year ago, just about a year and a half. An internal affairs investigation found evidence that Frazier signed shenanigans, violated the department's rules of conduct. An investigation report cites surveillance camera video showing Frazier vandalizing his opponent's signs, caught on camera. This isn't the only legal trouble Frazier's going through. He was also named in a civil suit, accusing him and others of taking money intended for families of fallen officers from a Dallas Police Association charity that he headed. Despite his legal troubles, Frazier announced in July that he's running for re-election. He's drawn two primary challengers, Chuck Branch and Carissa Richardson. Dozens of elected officials and law enforcement groups endorsed Frazier's campaign back in 2022. Governor Greg Abbott even recently endorsed Frazier for 2024, as well, uh, as well as every other House Republican who supported his school choice plan. Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton supported Frazier in 2022, but has endorsed both of Frazier's current primary opponents. Remains to be seen whether or not Frederick Frazier will take his name off of the ballot. The filing deadline is December 11th. The Luke Messia Show is your access to what happens behind closed doors in Texas politics. Listen weekly to me, your host, Luke Macias, as I break down what is actually happening in conservative politics in the Lone Star State, a state that we all love and cherish. Listen weekly wherever you listen to podcasts. This show is a product of Texas Court. Lastly, with less than three months to go until the state's primary election, Donald Trump continues to dominate among his Republican challengers. Well, that's according to a new poll of Republican primary voters conducted by CWS Research, which shows the former president leading the field of Republican presidential candidates with 61% of the vote, up from 58%, I believe, when the poll was last taken a couple months ago. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis and former United Nations Ambassador Nikki Haley, they're both tied for second place. They each have 11%. Other candidates registered in the single digits. In a head-to-head matchup between Trump and DeSantis, Trump leads 63% to 22%, with 14% undecided. Trump is even more dominant when paired against Nikki Haley. He pulls at 70% to Haley's 20%. In that potential matchup, there's only 10% that say they were undecided. When polled on issues, 72% of Republican voters say they want to see a school choice program as proposed by Governor Greg Abbott. That effort, of course, was killed in the Texas House last month. Additionally, a majority of Republican voters supported financial aid to Israel, but also say that they don't want to see that aid tied to funding for Ukraine. To see all of these survey answers, as well as all the info from our other news stories, go to texasscorecard.com.